Okay, it's four o'clock, so I guess we'll go ahead and get started. Um, again, my name is Allison. I have a flower farm in Oklahoma near Bristow or Slick. Uh, my flower farm is called Slick Chick Blooms because we're near Slick, Oklahoma. Um, this is, I'm going into my fifth season, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about agritourism this this class this is something that we started doing more of on our farm um, one of the things that became very clear with uh, COVID and everything was we needed diversity and to diversify our farm and our income um, we have a family farm I think some of you probably know Luke and Shantae Fisher that's my cousins they do produce we have laying hens and we have a feed store and we have cattle but um, my flower farm, when I had decided to take off for wholesale growing, was the year that COVID happened and there, there were no florist sales happening. So um, we quickly uh, pivoted the key word there. But agritourism became a big part of what I do as well. And um, I work with our, our state agritourism lady through the USDA and um, she's, she's helped a lot. Um, Michaela is her name. But we're gonna talk about just some different things you can do. Some of these I don't do, I hope to do someday. Um, I have friends that do them. Uh, Vivian actually, Mrs. Seiler got me included, or got me started with the, uh, being kind of the leader of the Oklahoma flower farmers. And, um, that's another thing there are, it's becoming really popular to be a flower farmer uh, so I get requests to join our group at least one a day it's wild um, so diversifying your farm is really important um, but so I work with Michaela and agritourism is something that we're really encouraging people to do um, when you're thinking about things that you can do on your farm you it's important to remember that you are selling an experience so like people are not coming there necessarily to pick the most perfect flower or the most perfect produce if you're doing like strawberries or something like that they're coming there for an experience so we have a sunflower field um, that's our main thing that we do right now and um, it's it's a little over three acres and I divide it in half um, so that it blooms for two weeks and then we plant and the other the last half blooms two weeks later so it lasts about a month um, we let photographers come out and use it we invite the public just out to come out and pick whatever they want um, but it I got lost my train of thought so my, we, use, we use the tractor to plant. We have a six, six, no, it's 12 rows wide planter. So my dad just runs through, plants this. We invite photographers out. That's where I was going. Um, <laughs> the day is getting long. Um, we have about every day in the evening, um, we have, it's usually three or four different photographers out, except like Friday evenings and Sabbath. Um, and I had especially one photographer she brought out 20 different seniors this year 
and she did the year before too and it's it's so fun they just have like the best time out there but she she messaged me the next day and she was like I just wanted to let you know that um, I am just so thankful that you open your farm up to us she said that um, her fiance had left her about a month before and she was just having a really hard time so after she brought her girls out they they were there for like four hours Um, they did all kinds of photos and then she said after they left I just drove around your farm for like an hour and our farm is it's it's like 1500 acres so there's a lot to drive around but um, (laughs) she said she said I just drove around and I just cried and I was like oh oh, I'm really sorry (laughs) but she's like she said no it was really really healing for me to get away from the city to come out you know at that time of year our sunflowers are usually blooming in July so our field corn is also um, at its peak it's you know like seven feet tall Um, it was a beautiful night like she couldn't have asked for better weather there was a beautiful sunset she she sent me all these pictures and everything so it's inviting people to your farm um, it it's really eye-opening for me Um, because I what I see on my farm is all the weeds and all the things that need to be done Um, but it it can be an opportunity to bring people out and be honestly a witnessing opportunity Um, because these we have people I mean they drive all the way from Tulsa it's about an hour just to take pictures in the sunflowers on Sundays we open it up for the public Um, the rest of the week I have it blocked off for photographers so that they have max space so there's not people getting in their pictures or anything like that Um, but on Sunday evenings we open it up I charge five dollars for a carload they come in they can pick as many as they want it's a dollar stem these are nothing fancy Um, the sunflower variety I don't do any kind of fancy it's just like a bird seed mix um, that we put in the planter they aren't pollenless I mean the flowers that people pick most of them are pretty much dead it's wild to me but um, (laughs) They bring them, I set up like a little tent and they all come up and uh, they'll have like 10 or 12. I mean, half of them have lost their petals, but but I wrap them up all cute for them and they're taking pictures and again, they just have so many stories about how it's just such a blessing for them to come out to the farm, even if it's 100 degrees, they don't seem to care. And it's also a great advertising opportunity for your farm they post pictures have them tag you um yes huh yes free advertisement um if you want to do something like this there's a lot of opportunities for state funding especially um i think let me see yeah so um they will you need to have some kind of insurance coverage if you're inviting people onto your just some kind of liability um we do have that through our because we have a feed store and stuff but um through the state they'll give you at least in oklahoma i don't know about all different states so contact your your um ag department they give little signs and it has they've had a lawyer draw up what needs to be on the sign basically just saying that i'm not like you're entering onto my property i'm not liable for anything that happens to you um so it'll cover you 
protect you for any kind of accident. For the most part, people are, are, are very careful, but you have to have one where you're parking and one at the entrance. And then the state will, will back you if anything happens. They also um, will provide some funding for some, some things. It, it get, that gets in a little bit of a gray area, but the biggest thing for me was the liability coverage because that can get a little complicated and can get expensive too. So, um, with those signs, you don't need the liability. Nope, you don't have to have anything. If you have those signs up, the state will their their insurance covers you. Like I said, I don't know what it is in like Tennessee or Texas. I just. I just know Oklahoma. Um, we have a lot of agritourism. What sign is uh, The state will give you signs that will say, and I should have taken a picture. It's got a lot of legal terms on it, and, but it's not very exciting. Um, so we let them pick sunflowers. I mean, we've got like three acres, so you, you really can't even tell that they take any. Um, I only charge a dollar, like I said. And sometimes I tell people, like, just especially when they bring me like half-dead sunflowers, Hang this in your backyard because it is bird seed. Like it's got a lot of seed. They're heavy, um, and at the end of the the month, the two weeks or so, I I I plan on them blooming well enough for about two weeks. Um, I encourage people to pick the dead ones because they are full of bird sunflower seeds. Um, then photographers, we charge per hour, and I I have it set up now where they can go online and like reserve their spot but um, most everyone in our area charges $30 an hour for photographers um, which in the grand scheme of things is like nothing compared they charge a lot they do most of the ones that come out besides the lady that brings the seniors they do mini sessions is what they call them and they'll charge like $250 $300 and it's 15 minutes um, so yeah, they, they can, they can pay that $30. Uh, there, the lady from the state is constantly encouraging us to charge more, but I mean, it's also, they, they deserve to, to make something, but I will tell you the bag of bird seed that I get, I get from my dad's seed supplier and last year it cost me $18 to plant this sunflower field. So it's, it's a pretty good turnaround there. Um, and usually during the peak, we, like I said, we have three or four photographers every evening. Um, it does get a little bit tricky with Sabbath. They all want to come out on Saturdays, but most of them are, I mean, I just block it off on the schedule, so it's not even an option. Um, and the other thing is to consider is bathrooms. I don't have any kind of bathroom. I let people know when I invite them out that we don't have bathrooms we have the slick gas station store is a few miles away um we do have a bathroom at our feed store if they wanted to go up up that's a couple miles away as well but um this our sunflower field is nothing fancy it's it's very i mean it's fairly primitive i don't do anything i don't set up any fancy photography locations which is an option um it's literally just a field that we invite people to. And I don't even really have an address. I have coordinates or I drop them a pin. So it's pretty, it's pretty basic. But people, people find it and again, they love making the drive out there. 
Um, I'm every year. I'm like, no one's gonna come. I mean, we're almost an hour from our the biggest city. Bristow is is a small town, um, but they do they. It's this. I should tell this story. This last year, we had a lady. She was the talk of the farm. Let me tell you, she drove her Corvette Stingray. She has a bright yellow. She drove it out to the sunflower field and we parked it like right in the middle for photographs. And this is like a middle-aged lady. Not like her senior photos or anything. This is just like she really likes sunflowers and she has a bright yellow fancy car. And I mean, it's, it's two miles of dirt road to get out there. So she was like creeping along and like everyone's calling me like, what's going on? Yep, she was out there for pictures. So you know, you just never know. Um, okay, yeah, there's no requirement. You don't have to have a bathroom. No, as no, unless you. I'm sure, like once you get bigger and like, yeah, we're not. This is literally just. I'm just inviting them to a field. Most of them aren't there more than 30 minutes or so. Um, some people stay out there the whole evening. They just, I mean, it's like a whole event, which we'll talk about a little bit more in a little bit. But yeah, I don't, um, it's, it hasn't been a concern. I mean, I think if you did like a whole, um, like in the fall, you know, how everybody has pumpkin patches and like it's a big thing, um, you may want to get bathrooms. And I, I've considered getting a porta potty, but that would probably be the extent of it. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Um, so another thing that I've done, and this is actually how I started flower farming, was a U-pick. Um, you can see in this picture some barns and stuff. We, my husband and I, remodeled the original farmhouse on our farm, so it's like a hundred-year-old house, and uh, we live right next to our feed store, like way too close. But um, so my flowers in my garden is right next to our feed store. So my first year, um, everyone just wanted to pick flowers from my, my garden, my personal garden. They would stop and knock on my door. So um, my next year, I set it up, and I was like, I'm going to invite people out. That's how I got started. And so we did. This is Paisley is now five. Um, she's little in this picture. But it was super simple. Like, I had two rows of zinnias or so. I didn't even really have sunflowers. I had a few um, and just some like random simple summer staple flowers. And I just posted on like our local Facebook group and invited people out to, to the farm. And I had little like sand plastic buckets that I got at the dollar store. And I charged $20 and they could pick as many flowers as they wanted and put in that bucket. And every, I was so worried that like either no one would show up or we'd have so many people and I wouldn't have enough flowers, but it worked out every time. Um, again, people are not concerned about the quality of the flowers when they're doing this. They're coming for the experience. Again, I, the first night, the sunflowers I had were like branching and she picked the deadest sunflower. I mean, there was like nothing, no life left to this. And she thought it just looked so cool. And I mean, I, if you want to, if you want to pick that, you go for it. Um, some of them will really stuff their bucket and some of them just pick like a handful and they're happy with that. But, um, 
there's different ways that you can do it. You can price per stem that they pick. You can give them a mason jar. You can like get cups with your flower farm name on them, and that's how you, what you pick into. Um, so there's different pricing options, and it really kind of depends on the size of farm you have. And but yeah, did you? Do they keep the bucket? Yes, I let them keep the bucket. It was only like I mean I went and bought from Dollar Tree for less for whatever like a dollar each so I just let them keep the bucket if they wanted it some of them brought their own um, I don't I don't really do a lot of you picks I haven't the last couple of years because most of my growing space right now is in my grandma's yard um, we we all live like within a mile of each other there's a lot of us too um, and my grandma has a fenced in like a tall fence and um, she has about two acres that's fenced there. It's like a chain link tall fence. And so I ask if I could grow there because it keeps the deer out and things like that. And she helps me with my girls. So um, my girls go in and hang out with her and I'll work in the, in the field. So I don't, this year we're gonna do a few things, but I haven't felt comfortable just like inviting the general public to my grandma's house. Um, so I haven't done, besides the sunflowers, we haven't done like an open field you pick thing. Um, but yeah, so I put on here dahlias question mark for you pick. Um, I think that they that in some areas it would work. Like I said, if you were here for our dahlia talk, um, growing dahlias in Oklahoma or really anywhere in the south can be pretty challenging and um, labor-intensive if you've got a lot of insect pressure and things like that so when I did it I had the dahlias cut and I just charged per stem like if they wanted to add that to their bucket I just had it per stem but if you're in an area where dahlias are easy to grow then I there's a lot of you pick farms that have them in their in their fields for that um, insurance again is another thing but again talk to your state it, it may be an option to get some liability coverage through them. Um, supplies is like your main cost besides just growing the seeds, um, like having buckets and clippers. And you can add produce as well. If you already have a produce farm or if you do like strawberries or something like that, that's a really popular you pick in our area. Um, so there's a lot of options. Um, for you picks. Um, this is another thing that I've I've done. I didn't do this last year because I had my my baby, but um, just like special events on your farm, uh, design classes is is really pretty popular. Um, and I keep this super simple. I think uh, there's a lot of new people in here. You didn't, haven't heard my whole spiel, but I like am really basic about everything. I don't get too excited about any anything really uh, <laughs> I don't like yeah so this is my backyard even with the kid toys I set up a table and I just put buckets there I had like a cute vase for them this was my first one and I had some tables that I had and I set the vases on with water I gave them the basics of like how to put together an arrangement and I just let them go and they can choose whatever they want. I don't pick the flowers for them. Um, I do, did tell them like,
please don't take 10 dahlias or something like that. But, um, and I charged $50 a class. This is on my farm. There's a lot of people that charge more than that. Um, these were basically flowers that I just had left over that my florists didn't need that week. So, I mean, it's, it's really, and they love it. They're, it's, some of them are like, I'm not crafty. You really don't have to be. It doesn't, it's, you can give them the basics of putting together an arrangement and they, it, it turns out great. Um, another one that I do is wreath classes. I do a lot of Christmas wreath classes, which is a huge income for my farm. Um, I don't do them all on the farm. I do do travel some, and I do some with some of my florists. And then another one, this is the, the biggest one that I'm gonna implement this year, is date nights. So I had a lot of recommendations last year in the sunflower field to like plan a specific evening and uh, sell tickets is like date nights. So um, we're gonna reserve the sunflower field. Um, we have some friends that do like acoustic type music. We're gonna invite him out there and then we're gonna each, your ticket will come with like a box of charcuterie. We have a local girl that does that. Um, or I may work with like Luke and Shantae if they have some produce or something and they want to put something together. Um, so it's like supper and live music and you just get to hang out in the field. We'll have like picnic blankets and stuff like that. Um, and I'm also probably going to do that in my flower field because I, f I feel somewhat comfortable if you have a, you've purchased a ticket, I'm not just inviting the general public to my grandma's house. So. Um, because that's that's also I get a lot of requests to to come see the flower field, and it and then you'll also get to pick a bouquet of flowers to take home with you, and that will wrap up. So that one has been hugely requested. I have a friend in Oklahoma City that does it, and she sells out every year. Um, this last year they had like uh, 50 couples, I think. So and huh? Yeah, pedal pushers, huh? She, I, the sunflower fields, I feel pretty comfortable putting that many. It's, there's a lot of space there. And on like our peak night, we had, there was probably close to 30 cars at least, which is a, a couple hundred people, I would say. Don't you think, Macy? And this is my sister. Yeah, I mean, it's 150, 200 people like, and you don't see each other really. I mean, it's a lot of space that you can spread out in. I probably would not have 50 couples, but Paddle Pushers is the farm that um, is the farm name that does that. And she has she has a couple acres of flowers, and she has a huge lawn that they set up the live music and blankets, and they can just like hang out and go and cut flowers and just especially if it's a really nice evening, it's it's a big hit. I mean, I would love to do that. Um, and I think she charges with you get a a box of um, a charcuterie box to share with your with your date and you get a bouquet and I I think she charged a hundred dollars so um, it's like supper I mean that's you get flowers and yeah it's the experience that is right you are selling the experience you truly are I mean <laughs> um, so it's charcuterie so if you don't know what charcuterie is it's like crackers like snacky type veggies and a lot of them will put meat and 
uh, crackers and cheese and things like that. Dried, yeah. Um, so there's a girl in Bristow that will uh, do them like vegetarian for me and stuff. So yeah, and hers are, and they make it like really fancy, like they do things in the shape of flowers and she uses my flowers in her boxes, so. And that's just something easy. It's kind of like a picnic thing. It's like finger foods. So instead of serving like a fancy meal or something like that, you just hand them the box and maybe some clippers and say, go pick your bouquet. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I, that's, I'm excited to try that one out this year. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. But it's, I've had a lot, of, especially in the sunflower field, because there are a lot of people that come on a date to the sunflower field. And you can tell it's really cute. All these little. <laughs> um, okay, so another thing that I haven't necessarily done a lot on the farm, but I've started doing this in this in our state um, is doing like classes like this. Um, but I would I hope to and hopefully soon start doing some like kid type classes for field trips, um, super basic things like how to start seeds. Um, the other one is I put on here is work days. So there's a couple different flower farmers that they'll have like a CSA and part of their CSA bouquet subscription is you get to an experience a day on the farm. And people like eat that up. But it's basically like she and she has like a Sunday that she invites people out to her farm to pull weeds. I mean, that's all they're doing. And so it's like a work day. She calls it that. And they I mean, you don't have to come to it, but she's inviting you to her farm to to help her clean up, basically. Um, so maybe that's an opportunity in your in your community. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so this is another one. Um, this is kind of what I'm I'm working to working up to on our farm. It's like an like a fall on the farm type event. Um, a lot of places you hear in the fall have a pumpkin patch or a corn maze or like a sunflower field. Um, I, this last year, we grew potted mums as well, and uh, it was a huge success for our farm, and I, if we have time, we can talk a little bit more about that, but like having a fall event space for them to come to, that's a huge thing for kids in the fall, is like schools, field trips, they come out, they basically just pay to run around, especially if you have a corn maze, you don't even have to have more than like an acre. Um, and then I sell dried floral wreaths as well, but, um, I put this picture up here of the corn stalks because that's another big thing we have people come out to our farm for in the fall is corn stalks, which is also mind blowing to me and my dad and my grandpa when he was alive could not handle it. They literally come out and buy our trash is what he was saying, but I go through and um, before my dad goes through and combines, um, we just cut the stalks down. I take the corn cobs off of the stalks. We still run them through the combine. We're still getting what we need. And I put them in bundles of about 10 and we sell them for $10 a bundle. And people just 
eat it up. This last year we didn't have any because we had a bad storm come through and knock all our the tops of our corn off. And yeah, I had so many calls of people. So there's a lot of opportunities of things that you can sell on your farm, especially in the fall, that will bring people to, to your farm. And um, yeah, so this is the potted mums. We had we sold so I grew it was almost 1,200 pots of mums this last. This was my first year doing it. I don't know why I started with so many, but um, because I couldn't decide which ones to grow. That's why. <laughs> so I just did them all. Um, I really had no plan going into this. I just knew that I won. I I love fall, and I thought it would be a really good opportunity for some extra income for our farm. So yeah, we start them in, in May. Um, you, again, if you were at our last class, you have to buy them as plugs. But we sold them, this is, you can kind of see, this is like where our feed store is. Um, and my house is on the right side of this picture, the feed store is on the left. I just set them up in my yard there with a little sign that said like $20 a pot. And on Sundays, it was just like a solid stream of people that would come and get them. I put them. I put it on Facebook, on our local Bristow page, and um, yeah, they. It was it was wild. It was a lot of fun. I did take some into Bristow and set up and and sold some there, but yeah, one Sunday, <laughs> it was like blowing my dad's mind. He kept coming up to the house. He's like, "There's people here to buy moms." <laughs> it was just a solid stream of people. We sold like 600 moms in one day on that Sunday. Yeah, it was wild. So it's just another income opportunity and a way to bring people out to your farm. Fall, for some reason, in the fall, people want to come to the farm. It's just like the thing you do in the, in the fall. If you can get sunflowers to grow, that would be a really great opportunity. It gets so dry late summer for us. We've tried the last two years. I'll probably try again because it's cheap, but um, like a corn maze, it's not actually usually corn. It's usually some kind of sorghum that doesn't need a lot of rain. And um, you just cut out a maze in it. And that's it's to get kids to your farm as well. You can do like little gardening classes with them. They love to do field trips. So like I said, for some reason, fall, besides the sunflower field, is fall is just like really attracts people. It's just people want to get out to the farm. Um, I'll get your question at the end. I'm supposed to wait till the end for questions. <laughs> I keep getting in trouble for that. Um, so there's a lot of pros and cons to agritourism. You are inviting people to your farm. There's opportunity for things to get messed up. Um, if you are growing cut flowers, like I sell to florists, and that's one of my concerns is letting people in my field, if they mess something up and I've already sold this to the florist for that week or something like that. So but for the most part, people are, are, are very considerate of, of your property. Um, so it's, it hasn't been a problem for us. Most people are just excited to be there, honestly. And if you're concerned about how they're, if they're going to cut the flower properly, like as making sure that a zinnia is ready to harvest or whatever, like I said, they don't care. They don't care if it's going to flop within a day because if they buy stores at, or flowers at the grocery store, 
they're not going to last more than a couple days. So they are just there for the experience. I know I've said that a million times, but it truly is. Like that's, that's what agritourism is about, getting people back out to, to the farm. Um, so I think that that was most of my agritourism ideas. But I, I, I am open to like, if you guys have other ideas, I, I really wanted this to kind of be a little bit more of a interactive class. But so we'll take questions. And if you have other ideas, let me know. Yes. Uh, your sunflower field, do you do succession planting there? Did you say you have three acres? Yeah, so ours is about, it's somewhere between three and four acres. We do half of it um, one week, and then two weeks later, we go out and plant the other half. So that's the only successions that I have. I, like I said, I did try to do a succession for this fall, um, but it was just so dry this last summer that they... They came up, but the deer ate all of them, so. So you plant like an acre and two weeks later, another acre? Yeah, basically, yeah. Our, the, where we have the sunflowers is kind of like a, just a long strip. So he basically takes the planter, just goes down and comes back. You, you, use, a, you use an agricultural planter yes. to plant them. Yeah, we do. We, our corn planter is what we use. We just put sunflower seeds in it. It's nothing long, perfect, but it works. And then how long do you leave them there? Um, they're still there. <laughs> so I intended to get out there and brush hog them down. So but <laughs> two weeks. I expect them to bloom for about two weeks. And then the next succession is usually, that's why I do it about two weeks apart. Um, the blooms are really expiring after about two weeks. They're losing their petals. They're going to seed. They're just big, floppy seed heads, basically. So you just basically have sunflowers for a month. Yep. You could do it more, but that's kids start going to school usually like the beginning of August, and things like that are not as... It's hot in August for us, so I try not to be outside in August, honestly. So we start our sunflowers, um, it's about, I think last year we did it on, our first one was May 12. It's about two months to, from when you plant to when you bloom. And that's going to depend on the seeds that you plant as well and your growing environment. But for us, it's hot. They grow really, really quickly. Um, so, yeah. You had a question earlier. Yeah. This last year, I just did their two and a half gallon. They're like a 10 inch pot. Um, I just did that one size. I, I've made friends with this girl in Kentucky, <laughs> and that's what they do, so that's what I did. Um, I don't know, have, you ever, have any of you guys heard of Deerfield? It's like a supplier in, um, yeah. They grow thousands and thousands and thousands of mums. That's actually like their main thing, and that's why they have like a greenhouse supply type thing so they kind of also helped me but um, I got all my supplies shipped in from them and that's what they recommended as well so I did that size of pot and um, I grew single color and mumbos which are a tricolor which was really popular because that's something that you don't see a lot of in the stores um, the mumbos I remember what I did. I think I did them for 25 and the others for 20. Yeah. Cost to grow them 
is about $5 for supplies, five or $6 a pot. So it's a, it's a fairly lucrative, yeah. Um, and at the end, I did kind of discount some of them, and, but it was still definitely worthwhile. It is, it is a little more work. Um, once you have your irrigation all set up, which I, I should have put a picture in of that, but um, I grew them all on a big pad sort of type thing. Um, I, I actually put out a huge roll of the landscape fabric because um, I didn't have like any gravel areas that weren't grass and lined them up and I put a drip in each pot. Each pot needs to have its own irrigation. They take a lot of water and a lot of fertilizer. So every day I run fertilizer through, through the drip. And it, your fertilizer changes. It's like a whole science. Those guys at Deerfield have it figured out though and they will tell you anything you want to know. Um, but you get the plugs from I got mine, so Ball Color Link is like a plug broker for all, like a, all the different big greenhouses. All mine come from Rakers, Rakers Roberta or something like that, um, greenhouses. That's where I got all mine. They're the ones that do the mumbo, which a mumbo is basically just three plugs in each, each sell I guess is what you would say <laughs> I was trying to think of the right word but they they grow and um, it's three colors in one pot so they're really neat um, I should see the the caramel corn was like very popular it was it's orange white and yellow and I'm like tripling how many of those I grew this year <laughs> but yeah they're yeah these are not the potimums are not they're patented you have to get new plugs every year um, but they're very reasonably priced and yeah uh, Deerfield I got all the supplies from and that's where I recommend I mean even sh with shipping it was very reasonable Deerfield is uh, like a greenhouse supply I think is what they call themselves yeah yeah, I've. They have no website. They are Amish or Mennonite. I can't remember, um, but they are they're super helpful, super nice. Um, but you do have to call, which is not my favorite thing to do. It was, but yeah, they're super helpful, huh? Um, I think they said there's one. There's a catalog over somewhere. Okay, yeah, and if you you can also just Google Deerfield in Kentucky, and it comes up. Yep. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, we talked. We talked about it a little bit in the, my first class, but um, there's a lot of things online that you can find. Um, I really, it's a lot of practice and just doing it. But if you have the right flowers um, for like a bouquet, you want a filler, a foliage, and a focal. So. Um, Usually for just like a basic market bouquet um, in the summertime, what I use is sunflowers or zinnias, basil for greenery, and um, I'm trying to think of what I use for filler, like feverfew, like a chamomile type thing. Um, in the summer, what do I use? I'm trying to think. But yeah, so you want something like smaller and then like your focal flowers. Filler, foliage, and focal. 
And then you can also do like a thriller, which is like a spike flower. It, yeah. Any other? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. And then another thing, we did a farm tour in North Carolina recently, and there's a uh, one of the farms has a uh, stone flame stone oven. Uh huh. They make pizza. Uh huh. And there is an hour and a half wait. Wow. And people wait. They didn't care. Yeah, we have a place. It's called the Living Kitchen near us in Depew, Oklahoma. Um, they charge. It's like two hundred dollars a plate, and it's out in the middle of nowhere. But you come out and you get to eat on the farm, basically. Did you? Yeah, it's really it's really neat. But and they're like actual chefs, so it's like fancy food and. Um, but another thing that I was going to mention with the photography locations, um, we have a photography location. It's in Mounds, and they're about 15 minutes from Tulsa, which is our big city. Um, it has exploded like what they do there is it's really neat they have I think she told me they have about 10 acres they do grow some sunflowers um, they have just like a little area of zinnias they um, last year she did like a wildflower mix but she charges I think she told me she charges $40 an hour and from like as soon as flowers start blooming in the spring she still has people out there but all summer, all fall, she has probably about 10 photographers out every day, she told me. Um, and that's like multiple hours per photographer. So she basically just has little flower areas. And some of them just, she has a field where they'll, they have like round bales. And so there's a lot of seniors that go out there and take their pictures. She lets people, even like the guys that want their senior pictures, they can take their car out there or, you know, park it in the field. Um, so there's a huge opportunity for that. I, besides the sunflower field, I would love to do that. Um, I'm hoping to be able to use like more of my perennials and stuff. We're a little bit far out. And now that she's doing that closer to Tulsa, like I don't feel like I need to compete with that. Um, she can't do the sunflower field like we can that's her only <laughs> she sends people out to us for the sunflower field um, it's called sunny acres um, but yeah she just has little areas probably like the size of this room and she plants different wildflowers um, poppies for spring she did do the sunflowers she has a swing that they can use in a tree but yeah she's it's she's like booked for weeks ahead so you have to like get on her books. Well, she she lets them on her property. The sunflower field for like parking? No, for like the stingray. Oh. How does she get out? Well, it just so worked out that we had a little spot where the planter kind of messed up. And so there was only like a few little stems. And so I just knocked them down and let her drive, drive up in there. And she was kind of on the edge too, yeah. but she had told me that she, a couple years ago, had a different car that was bright yellow. She really loved sunflowers. She drove all the way to Kansas to get pictures taken. <laughs> it's like, well, you drove out in the middle of nowhere this time, so yes. So your sunflowers for the sunflower field, what do you say you get them? Um, you can just buy a bag of sunflower seed at Tractor Supply or like whatever your um, local ag feed store is. I get them through our, our, uh, our seed supplier. 
that we get like all of our wheat and stuff no from, but variety. no special variety. This is just like, mine is actually called a, um, uh, what do they call it? Like a food plot mix or something like that. But it's basically all black oil sunflowers, but it was $18, I think, for a 50 pound bag. Um, you don't fertilize that or anything, you just drop them. No, we don't do anything. Yeah, we'll, we run the, the disc through there. Um, we did this last year. We did a little bit of cultivating when they were small just to kind of knock some of the weeds out. The first year, the weeds did get a little bit. By the end of the four weeks that we had them blooming, the weeds were getting a little wild. But, yeah, I don't really do anything. And honestly, I don't actually do anything. My dad does it all. <laughs> I just tell him, today is the day. And I do all the advertising and, like, getting people out there. But he actually really loves it. He was really hesitant at first. Um, but it's this last summer he had, it was going to be really hot one day when we were out there. And he had misters set up. And, like, it, it was a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun with it. And a lot of times I, if I have extra flowers, will bring, like, mixed bouquets out there because especially... If they're there for a date night, um, they'll just buy a nice bouquet of flowers. In my first year, I actually took uh, pre-cut sunflowers, like the pollenless, really nice sunflowers that they could purchase for a couple dollars a stem if they really wanted like a nice. But they are there for the experience. They want to pick those dead sunflowers, so let them. Um, but yeah, a lot of those guys that are there on a date, they will buy like a 15 or $20 bouquet. And so that, that's also a way to, to move some flowers. Yeah. She, their, her office is like through the ag department at, at like the capital state. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She can help you with like the legal stuff. Um, they do a lot of advertising. Like, I'm on their website, so, like, if you Google agritourism in Oklahoma, like, if you're just some random person looking for something to do this weekend, agritourism in Oklahoma will pop up when you Google. And so, you can, you can go through, uh, she has a list of everyone um, that does any kind of agritourism. And mine will say, like, it's only available in July. Um, but then, like, all the pumpkin patches in Oklahoma are on there. So, yeah, so they do a lot of advertising. She has an Instagram. She's really active. She came out and visited and, like, posted pictures. And, yeah, so it's a, it's a good, good way to connect with your state as well. Comes with the refrigerator yeah. And uh -huh. the grocery store, you know. Uh -huh. <laughs> because it costs it faucet milk. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. This is one thing that Michaela does, our agritourism. I mean, she does other things with ag in the state. She does visit your farm because there are a lot of people that think, oh, I have 10 chickens and I have a few goats and like I'm going to invite people out to my farm. She's not going to give you, she's not going to encourage you to. She wants to make sure that they are advertising and pushing, like, true agriculture, like, things that, um, yeah. So, and then I also have gotten to know um, our county extension, his name is Chris, through getting the tunnel. He calls me and is like, I have an application for a flower farmer. Is this person, like, really serious about this? He also will visit them, like, if they have a field of Bermuda grass, 
and that's where they're going to put their tunnel, they're probably not going to get it. Um, so they are kind of like they do kind of monitor what you're doing. And I I'm I'm glad that they do that because it's it's I don't want it agritourism or farm things like this to get a bad bad rep because they drove all the way out there and then they're not really getting to do or see anything because um, it is it's popular like we're all here to learn more about ag but like it's popular homesteading and things like that are are really popular right now for good reason I mean I don't disagree with that at all but um, yeah so they do the state people do kind of monitor what you do they they're not going to push for people to come to your farm but if you only have like a few chickens and a row of flowers but um, yeah I think it's a great opportunity to to get people out of the city and show them that like where their food comes from and um, yeah did you have another? any experience with lodging lodging yeah, like Airbnb or no like I don't but that is a I think that is a great opportunity. I work, the only experience I have is um, in Bristow, there's a lady that has an Airbnb. It's like in the middle of nowhere and she is booked out for months. I mean, there is nothing to do in Bristow, America. I don't know why people, <laughs> but people come out there because they know she has gotten her rankings or whatever. Um, she's like a super host. So she, they come out there to just do nothing so I like she has flowers for me and stuff there but um, yeah I think that isn't also another big opportunity um, little cabins and stuff I know there's a few people in Oklahoma that are, are working on doing stuff like that yeah like tiny homes little so like even if you don't have a lot to like just being out in the country did you have a thought yeah just sharing the festival so that reminds me, just a quick little side note. We have a guy that does lavender kind of near us, and he does it for photography, and they, they harvest it and things like that. He has two rows, two rows of lavender that are not even as long as this, this like row of chairs. He charges $75 an hour for photographers to come use his two rows. of. So I have planted a lot of lavender, actually, yeah. <laughs> I actually have quite a bit going because a lot of the photographers that come out, they're like, um, they're not like overly impressed, but people love getting their pictures taken in the lavender. So I, all the way in the back, you've had your hand up a while. Two questions. One is that, uh, and I'm just curious, I mean, some flowers, you just let the seed, I mean, the seed heads just go and let the birds eat them. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times in like really late in the evening as the sun is setting and stuff, we'll have people out there. And like one time we had a whole flock of turkeys come through and I mean, they just love and deer will come out there and yeah so we just let them kind of we could harvest them we've thought about it but usually when they're ready we have like a million other things happening and it's we've it's yeah how about I, I had one on our farm we've got some fields that have rocks in it I thought having a rock and pick operation <laughs> <laughs> hey sure you know what my in-laws <laughs> My in-laws, my, well, my husband's aunt, actually, like, she wants rocks for her decor, and we, we grow rocks really well in Oklahoma, and she came and, like, picked them out, and my husband sold them to her. <laughs> she was like, 
she was going to buy them from a place and they were going to be like four or five hundred dollars each. We did not sell them that much for that much. But did you have a thought too? Yeah. Um, so for like the sunflower field is mostly what I've done um, besides like the wreath glasses is my other big income the sunflower field brought in about four thousand dollars this last year um, did I say that already it was like four or five huh yeah um, and it, like we don't do really much of anything except I unlock the gate in the evenings for the photographers um, the wreath classes, let me think about that. The um, Christmas wreaths are really popular for me. I did, I'm trying to think, we did about 200 wreaths. Um, this is like quick math in my head. It was about $8,000 worth. Like that's actually the, inc the money I make off of them, not counting like supplies. So like, yeah. Would you say the majority of like, these agritourism activities are the majority of the income from? For me? Yeah. Um, it's not quite majority yet. I would say probably like a quarter of my income. Um, it, as I add things, I would say that it, it will become more. But like my biggest thing is like diversifying our farm. Um, we have a family farm. We've been there for over 100 years. And... My dad and uncle are getting older, and I don't necessarily want to do the same things that they want to do or did. A lot of it we will continue to do, um, maybe on a different scale. But <coughs> um, my husband has different interests. I mean, he came to Oklahoma. He, poor guy. Um, <laughs> he, he became a farmer, and he, he truly does love farming, which is really... Um, so we'll keep up the wheat and stuff like that. But like adding flowers was one thing. And um, I'm really interested in agritourism because as well as flowers, like I would love to do like animal education type things be, to use my veterinary degree, I guess. But um, I like bringing kids out and teaching them like milk does not come from a faucet. Like, it, yeah, it comes from and chickens lay eggs and things like that. So... Um, that's one area of our farm that we're really trying to look at growing. But I would say maybe like a quarter. I do a lot of wholesale to florists. That's my main, okay. yeah. How often do you do date nights? I have not done it yet. But I'm planning um, this year, we'll do one in the sunflowers, and then I, we're going to try to do one in, in the regular flower fields. Um, that's kind of dependent on like my schedule yeah well thank you guys for coming this media was brought to you by audioverse a website dedicated to spreading god's word through free sermon audio and much more if you would like to know more about audioverse or if you would like to listen to more sermons please visit www.audioverse.org